when we go through the storm, but at the end of the storm, we, are, we benefit from the storm. Now, he says he didn't tell nobody. Remember that now. When God puts something in your heart and puts something in your spirit, you don't, you don't share it. Because everybody's not for your best interest. Amen? You have to be very careful. Then it says, Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode on. Because he was surveying, he was surveying damage that was done. Now, going over to, to uh, verse number 13, he says, Now, we've got to deal with some other things here. He says, And I went out by the gate of the valley. I went out by night by the gate of the valley. Even before the dragon well and to the dung port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which was broken down and the gates thereof was consumed with fire. Now, he, on his journey, and he's beginning to uh, survey and he's doing some examination. We have to examine the damage of the storm. The first place he says that he goes in verse number 13 is he goes by the gate of the valley. Now, when you're talking about a valley, you have a valley top, you have a valley experience, and you have a mountain top experience. Now, nothing grows on the mountain top. Can we get that in agreement? Nothing grows on the mountain top. Nutrients are found in the valley. When you're in the valley, that's where your, your growth is. You know, when you're going through a storm, just as soon as that storm over, you will have a short spurt of growth. So what he did was he examined his spiritual growth. He examined the growth that he had. That's why he had to go down by the valley because he had to examine the growth. Once he examined the growth, because see, in the valley there are low points and there are high points in, in, in the valley. And that's where you also bear fruit. And we understand nothing grows on top of the mountain. Now, he goes there to, to, to the valley gate. This is what he's examining at the valley gate. And he understands now that at the valley gate, things are, 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 are to a point where we've got to see the nutrients that's there. We want to see what, what growth that we've had as we come through that storm and we are rebuilding. We are rebuilding. Now, let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter number 7. Keep your place now uh, in, in Nehemiah 2. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Let's see. We just want to teach a little bit more this morning. Matthew chapter number 7. And looking at verse number 25. Matthew chapter 7, looking at verse number 25. See, you've got to do all this surveying. You have to do all this surveying. You've got to understand you've got to go down by the valley gate. You've got to look at where your, your growth is. And there's a reason. Because it will show you storms reveal to you where your foundation is. It, 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 it reveals to us um, how doable or if we're able to stand in the midst of storms or in a flood. Now, Matthew chapter number uh, 7, looking at verse no, number 25. Storms is going to come, okay? Now, verse 25 says, And the rain descended, and the floods came. That means it goes to a different degree. It's one thing to, flood, to rain, but it's another thing to be in the flood. Because, see, you can rain, it can rain, and everything's okay. 
But when the flooding came, floods also destroys and taps stuff. When we went down to, 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 to Louisiana, when, when, when uh, the hurricane hit, and all the water came up, and, then, and, and the areas was flooded out. It was flooded. And when we went into those neighborhoods and those, and, and, and those different communities, I mean, all the water had went up so high in those houses. And once it went up in those houses, it literally destroyed the interior of the house. And so you have to understand, it's, it's okay to get some rain, but listen, you're going to expect some, some damage when you're going through a flood. Those people went through the flood, and then they had to pull all that stuff out of the house, and all that debris was on, on the side of the sidewalk. So we walked through that, and we took pictures of that, and, and it was heartbreaking because many people were elderly, and, and they had nothing. I mean, everything was destroyed just by flood. That's why it's important to always be in relationship with God because the Bible says when the enemy comes up against us like a flood. Now, God relates the flood with the enemy, so that must mean the flood got to be awfully powerful. He says now, when, 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 when the enemy come up against you like a flood, he'll raise up a standard. So God has to come up against that, that flood. See, we talked about it last week. God has to speak to that enemy, to speak to Satan, and tell him to sit down because he does. If God don't speak, he'll tear up the whole place. He'll destroy everything because he literally wants to destroy every, everybody that named the name of, named the name of Jesus Christ. He, he, he does not want Christ to be uh, glorified or magnified through your life. He, he, he wants to destroy it because he, the, the Bible says here, here's a test. Slow down, brother. Here's the testing. Now, he says, and, and the rain came and it descended. Then the floods came with an S. Then it didn't stop there with just the floods. It says, and the winds blew mm, and beat upon the house. Have you ever been sitting in the house and heard the winds? You just hear the winds. And you're like, good Lord, what's happening? It's almost like your house is about to fall in when, when the winds blow like that. And you see the trees on the outside and they're, they're swaying back and forth. See, it, it, it's something. It's a, it, then the Bible says it, it beat upon that house, but it says, and it fell not. It, was, it had the right foundation. It says, for it was founded, where? Upon a rock. Now, Christ is that rock. He's the solid rock. See, if we build on the rock, when all these things come up against us, we'll be able to stand because we got the right foundation. See, Christ is the right foundation. We, we can't build on nothing else. We can't build on what we have. We can't build who we're connected with. We can't build on material things or resources that we... No, you can't build on those things because all those things are temporal. Yeah, these things that's man-made, all those things are temporal. Only thing that will last forever is God's Word and God Himself because He's an everlasting God. So this particular house, because it was founded on the right thing, that which means Jesus Christ, and no matter what came up against it, it says it didn't fall. It didn't fall in. But watch verse number 26 in Matthew chapter 7. And then it says... Um, and everyone, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. In other words, when God's word go forth, we hear and we are not doers. Then the word of God says, she shall be 
you know, shall be likened unto a foolish man. When, when our foundation is not built upon Christ, it's like unto a, a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Now, two houses, and we're looking at two houses now. One is built on the rock, Christ. The other one is built on the sand. Then it says, and the rain descended, the same rain. The floods came, the same flood. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. See, everything happens to everybody. You know, the Bible also says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. The only difference is one house is built on the rock, and the other one is built on the sand. That's why I don't understand why people, when, they live, when they're living uh, uh, on the beach and they build these houses right there at the edge of the beach, I, I, I just don't get that. I don't get that because whenever uh, nature gets out of control and when that, oh, that waters get out of control, the first place it's going to come to, it's going to come to those houses that's, that's being built on the sand. And it's going it's to get washed away. I mean, I, I, I don't get that. Maybe they know something that, that other folk don't know. But nine times out of ten, most of those houses are consumed. It's been washed away. Uh, the, the, the man in Biloxi, Biloxi, Mississippi, he was talking about how they had built this, this, this hotel and it was built there so close to the waters and his daughter lived there. And when that storm came, what happened was it took the entire apartment building into the waters. 276 souls were lost uh, all because they had built that, that apartment complex right there in the sand on the beaches. And all of them were just wiped. It was wiped out. Lives was wiped out. And I, I, just, I just don't get it. But it's so important how we build the, the, our houses, having the right foundation. See, a wise man, through wisdom, he, he builds his house, and he understands it when, once it's established. And he understands how to build on a solid foundation. Now, let's go back. Let's go back to Nehemiah. Let's go back to, well, let's go to Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 2. Let's see what's there. Jeremiah chapter number 2. We're almost done. Jeremiah chapter number 2. Jeremiah chapter number 2. Jeremiah chapter number 2. Yeah, Jeremiah, I'm going to read it and then we're going to go back. Uh, uh, we'll go back to it. Now, Jeremiah chapter number 2 now, it's, it talks about how the people have committed two evils. And that's where we're going to begin to talk about that, that, the fountain gate. It says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold no water. Now, when you go back to Nehemiah, because you're still doing a survey, when you go back to Nehemiah chapter 2, we've done the valley gate. That's where you're, you're, you're examining your, your, your growth through the storm. Now, in verse number 4, in, in um, Nehemiah chapter number 2, it, verse 14, verse 14 in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 14 in Nehemiah chapter number 2, then Nehemiah says this. He says, Then I went to the gate of the fountain 
That's where we, we were talking about in, in Jeremiah, where we were talking about there was two evils. And that fountain is, is really God because it talks about it, um, they had forsaken the fountain of living water. See, when we forsake God, we can expect things to happen. Verse 14 says, Then I went to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Now, the next thing he surveys is, is the, the fountain gate. Now, that fountain gate is, is where the, the waters of the Lord flows through an individual. He says now that, that he goes there, but there is a blockage. There's a blockage at, at the fountain gate. There's a blockage in our, our spiritual being. And, uh, and I won't go into all the different gates, but there's a gate called the dung gate, D-U-N-G. So we know what that means, right? Well, the dung gate is right before the fountain gate. So whenever there's a lot of refuge or a lot of stuff that's, that's not good for the spirit man, when it's right before the fountain gate where the, where the spirit of the Lord flows, what happens is we get a blockage. Sometimes we need a spiritual, what's it called that word? <laughs> um, we, we, we need to, uh, a spiritual laxative. That's about the best way I can put it. <laughs> you know, you know, we need, because there's so much stuff that's blocking uh, uh, the Spirit of God on the inside. So, so what he's saying here now, he said, when I tried to go into the, to the, to the fountain uh, of the living water, and, and that's where that, that, the, uh, the Spirit of the Lord flows, he says, I, I can't get there. He said, it's impassable. And the reason why there's a, it's impassable, because there's a blockage. Whenever we're, we're, we're uh, in our rebuilding process, when we come to a place where we are, we're stuck, and I don't know if anybody ever been in a place in their spiritual walk with God where it seems like you're stagnated or you're just stuck, well, we've got to understand, look at what's blocking it. What's blocking it from, from us going, being able to, to, okay, prime example. What blocked us this morning in praise and worship? What blocked us not being able to come together on one accord? Oh, that was a blockage. So, so wh- wh- what is the blockage in all our lives, you know, individually? Sometimes that blockage is we just want to do it the way self wants to do it. That's a blockage. That's that, that, whenever self is, is, is on the throne, then it presents a blockage. And then when, when, when we decide, okay, or I'm going to keep on regardless of what I'm on key or on key, that, there's a blockage. So there comes a time when we have to step back and we have to examine. When it comes to our everyday life, we just have to examine why we're not where we are in God. Spiritually, where are we? We, That's where we have to do an an examination. I thank God because sometimes you have to just press your way through that blockage. And that's what also happened this morning. We kept pressing our way through until we were able to come to a place where we were on that one accord. Amen. Because we want, we want the glory to come in. We want the glory of God to be, uh, to be ushered in so he can fill this house. 
I, mean, I want this house to be filled. I don't, think, I don't care nothing about the brick and the mortar. I want this vessel to be filled. Because whenever this vessel is filled, what happens is that when the glory comes in, it, it, those things that the rain and, and the, uh, the wind and the floods, when it begins to beat on this house, then I'm able to stand. Why? Because the glory is on the inside. The glory is on the inside. And whenever the glory is on the inside, then man can't stand. There's no way for man, uh, in, in man's terminology of his understanding, he cannot stand when the glory, you know, when, when that outer man uh, 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 tries to stand, uh, when, the, when the glory is there, it cannot stand because the inner man has been filled with the glory of God. So we're still rebuilding. We're still rebuilding. We got praise going on at the beginning of our rebuilding process. We understand that praise is a weapon, a warfare, when it comes down to rebuilding because we will need the praise to rebuild because there's another thing that comes up, and we're going to go there too. We're going to go there. We didn't write it down, but we're going to go there in the book of Nehemiah. You can always expect, you can always expect the enemy to show up when you get ready to rebuild. Whenever you get ready to rebuild, you can expect the enemy to show up and try to destroy or prevent you from building. Now, let's look at Nehemiah chapter number 4. And we're going to have to go here because I don't have it. did not get it over to him. Uh, Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. We're going to look at Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4, beginning at verse 1. It says, But it came to pass that when Samvaliot heard that we build the wall, he was walked, he was angry, and he took great indignation, and he mocked the Jews. We're in Nehemiah chapter number 4. So, and he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones or your thoughts out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? The enemy will begin to criticize you when you get ready to rebuild your life or rebuild after a storm. They will make a mockery out of you. They'll talk junk. Whether it be uh, 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 somebody that you don't know, whether it might be a co-worker, whether it might be a family member, all because uh, and it's, it's all been fueled by the enemy. Because the enemy does not want us to rebuild because he knows that after we come out of that storm, there is that spiritual growth that takes place. So, and, and it's mighty. That means you're greater on the other side of the storm than you were before you went into the storm. You're more powerful. You're more anointed. It's sad enough, the more you go through, the greater the anointing because you've been experiencing some things. And so he does not want you to survive the storm. That's why everything keeps coming, the rain, the flood, the wind, and it keeps beating and beating. storm after storm after storm after storm. That's why. Because the enemy knows that if you make it through, if you make it through that storm, he knows that you're going to be I mean, a, a, a powerful weapon against the adversary. He knows that. So now, the, so now what does he want to do? He want to make fun. There ain't nothing going to happen with you. Look at you. You have been through all. Wait a minute. You got to, you got to be able to stand up against the adversary. You got to be able to stand in the midst of the storm. Now, watch this. Look, look at how he's talking junk to. Cause see, now they're trying to rebuild out of rubbish. Have you ever tried to rebuild something and look like what nothing there? They want to rebuild out of, out of rubbish. 
Now, verse number 3 in, 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 in Nehemiah 4 says, Now Tobiah the Amorite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. I mean, they really talking some junk. You know how lightweight a fox is, and you're trying to rebuild. They're talking junk. And then, but then you got to, we got to have the right response. Verse 4 says, now Nehemiah is talking. He says, hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Now, it goes down to saying, verse 6, so, so built we the wall. In other words, the, the, the criticism will not stop, uh, uh, will cause you, will not allow you to stop rebuilding the wall. Because, see, it says, so we built the wall. And all the walls was joined together unto the half thereof. And this is the latter part, which is an amazing part. For the people had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. Whenever the critics begin to criticize your life, remember this. Get, get the mind to keep stepping. Have that mind to keep going no matter what. Because, see, critics is going to come. You can expect that. You can expect to be criticized. You can expect a, a lot of accusations. You can expect that. And the reason why is because you're rebuilding the wall. You're rebuilding after the storm. And where did the miracle come in at? This wall only took them 52 days to build. There's no And they had so many gates because, see, the gates had been, had been burned. They had been torn down. All the doors had been torn down of Jerusalem. All that had been literally destroyed. And you would have thought because the first wave of people that came through, they saw the dismay and they didn't have the mind to work. But then when the right leader came along, Nehemiah, he had, all he did was he heard about what was, they were going through. Then he made the decision to go and see it for himself and check it out. And once he checked it out and God gave him a plan, all of a sudden, it's something about the enemy when he tells you you can't do something. That's when you really step to the plate. That's when, that's when you step to the plate. Because now the people had a mind to work. And that miracle, they built it, they, they built it so fast, 52 days. It didn't take them hardly no time to rebuild. So whatever storm that you're going through, whatever, whatever the enemy may have brought your way, and just remember, in your rebuilding process, in your rebuilding process, you're going to see miracle after miracle after miracle. God's going to do some great mighty things. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God for his word. After all the, 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 the uh, struggles and the battles this morning, and I don't even know if we even got Facebook up. I don't even know if we got.